0: KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com.
1: Good morning, I'm Annika Colbert. It's Tuesday, May 4th, a cyber attack on Scripps Health. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. County public health officials say three COVID-19 vaccine sites will start offering evening hours. The sites are in Oceanside, Chula Vista, and El Cajon. The sites will have both Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, and you don't need an appointment to go. Meanwhile, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is expected to approve the Pfizer vaccine for anyone 12 and older later this week. Mayor Todd Gloria says he's directing nearly $40 million towards repairing streets in historically underserved areas like Encanto, San Isidro, and City Heights. The program will still need to get passed by the city council in their proposed budget. The $40 million came from federal stimulus money from the American Rescue Plan. The fight against the Southern Fire in Shelter Valley continues. According to the CAL FIRE map at the time of reporting, the fire has burned more than 5,000 acres and is at 55 percent containment. Alex Tardy of the National Weather Service says a fire of this size is unusual this early on in the year.
2: And the, the dead fuel moisture right now is at a record low, so it's not just low, it's at a record low. So you could argue that in Southern California, we're worse off than last year at this time.
1: From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need.
2: Hi, I'm Bill
0: Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad,
2: We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
1: One of San Diego's largest healthcare care providers has been hit with a cyber attack. Little is known right now, and KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman says Scripps's online systems have been down.
3: Scripps is only the latest in a number of hospitals that have been hit with this particular type of attack. University of San Diego cybersecurity professor Mark Heckman says with the healthcare giant's website down and Scripps officials suspending access to online applications, this sounds like a malware attack designed to disrupt systems and one where hackers could be asking for a ransom. If you want to get your data back, you have to pay the attacker to give you the secret key we don't know if that's the case. Scripps officials are being tight-lipped on details of the quote cyber attack. It was first reported over the weekend. Scripps facilities were open, including urgent care centers, hospitals, and emergency rooms. The attack is forcing some appointments to be rescheduled. There's a certain amount of embarrassment and brand damage to the brand when you admit that you've been a you've suffered from a cyber attack. Heckman is speaking generally and says it could take weeks or months to investigate the hack. Scripps officials say they have teams working around the clock to, quote, resolve the issues, saying the proper authorities have been notified. Organized crime in the cybersecurity is very, very well organized and very lucrative. And uh, there are people whose jobs who make money by finding vulnerabilities in systems. There's no telling how long a forensic investigation will take or what the impact is yet aside from those rescheduled appointments. Heckman says hospitals are becoming prime targets for attackers. The value of a medical record is is many 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 times greater than that of a a stolen credit card for example. It's unclear if any data has been compromised and Heckman says if that turns out to be the case Scripps will likely notify individual patients.
1: And that was KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman. A new law allows prosecutors to recommend resentencing for prisoners who were unjustly sentenced. KPBS's Alexandra Rangel reports on how it's already getting some people released in San Diego. San Diego County District Attorney Summer Steffen announced the DA's office is ramping up efforts to review prison sentences for eligible prisoners who can be released safely from prison and reintegrated back into the community. Monday morning, prosecutors petitioned the resentencing of 84-year-old James Riviera, who was sentenced to 140 years to life. San Diego County Superior Court Judge Jay Bloom recalled Riviera's sentence.
2: He has no history of violence that I'm aware of. And uh, I think under those circumstances, I'm willing to recall the sentence at this time.
1: The DA's newly reorganized Conviction Sentence Review Unit has about 150 prison sentences that are currently under review. And that was KPBS's Alexandra Von Hell. California's sardines are under stress from hyper-efficient commercial fishing fleets. That's according to a new study of the sardine fishery in the Gulf of California. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has more.
3: The Gulf sardine fishery has collapsed four times in the past three decades, and that's putting the thriving industry at risk. Two California researchers suggest in a new study that a better fishery management approach is needed to keep the sardines from permanently crashing. Stanford scientist Alfredo Giron says overfishing is devastating sardines. We have had four collapses of the sardine fishery in, in the last couple decades. So our study is basically proving that Uh, Fishing also has an impact, and that if you actually account for it, you can increase the value of the fishery by at least 50%. There are about 100,000 local fishermen who rely on sardines for subsistence, but about 50 commercial vessels are putting too much pressure on the species, and their catch is not regulated.
1: And that was KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson. A collection of ambitious and progressive bills from California's youngest lawmaker stalled last week in the state legislature. Cap Radio's Scott Rod says the proposals brought out tensions between Democratic lawmakers.
3: 25-year-old Assemblymember Alex Lee earned the backing of Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders in last year's election. He wasted little time introducing bills to create a single-payer health care system, ban political contributions from corporations and levy a wealth tax on the richest Californians. But they're all off the table for now. I'm open to all the changes, I'm open to the feedback, but my fellow lawmakers have to have the courage to try things that make themselves uncomfortable. If we are really to rebuild a system that is very, very broken. We have to start somewhere. Lee argues many Californians want more progressive policies. I did not come to Sacramento to bet on the easy winning subjects. We need systemic wholesale change. He plans to reintroduce the bills with some changes next session.
1: And that was Cap Radio's Scott Rod. Coming up, the military is changing up their bases to respond to climate change. We'll have an American Homefront Project report next, just after the break. The Pentagon is trying to make some of the nation's most crucial military bases less vulnerable to the effects of climate change. The effort comes more than two years after a pair of hurricanes caused billions of dollars in damage to bases in the southeast. From Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, Jay Price reports for the American Homefront Project.
2: In front of a single-story brick regimental headquarters that will be torn down and replaced, four dignitaries in hard hats raised shovels of soil.
3: If we do this right, all dirt will be synchronized. Are we ready?
0: Lift, three,
2: two, one. Then they dumped the dirt. It's a set piece of civic life, a groundbreaking ceremony to mark the start of a construction project. But in this case, it also marks a big moment for national security, the start of construction on dozens of buildings that have to be replaced here because of damage from Hurricane Florence in 2018. The reconstruction effort is so large and important that the Navy set up an entire new facilities command to run it under a senior officer, Captain Jim Brown. He's the MC for the groundbreaking.
0: This is ceremony, but it is a huge deal. We will restore this base, we will get it back, and we'll make it better than it was before.
2: Navy and Marine officers say Congress pushed through funding quickly, planning was accelerated, and construction is starting twice as soon as typical military projects. But it will still take at least another five years to complete the work. Miguel Dieguez, also a Navy captain, is Camp Lejeune's facilities director. He spoke to a group of dignitaries before the ceremony.
0: Hurricane Florence, uh, I like to say exposed a soft underbelly of our infrastructure here at, across the three Marine Corps installations in North
2: Carolina. The hurricane was unusual in that it not only was powerful, but it moved slowly and carried an extraordinary amount of water. Its high winds damaged the roofs of hundreds of buildings at Camp Lejeune and the New River and Cherry Point Marine Corps air stations. Then the storm sat over them for three days, dumping an all-time record of three feet of rainfall. It poured into ceilings and inside walls and flooded interiors, again, in Captain Dieguez,
0: The oldest and kind of most vulnerable part of our infrastructure uh, that dates back to the 40s and 50s was really susceptible to winds and the rain
2: that happened. The startling amount of damage here and billions of dollars more from another hurricane the same year at Tyndall Air Force Base in Florida led the Pentagon to retool its construction standards to better take into account the increasing risks from climate change. Diego said the new structures will be built to better withstand storms.
0: Getting the ability to rebuild the infrastructure so that going forward When a storm like this happens again, and it's only a matter of time, the base is better postured and more resilient.
2: And the main Marine headquarters for East Coast Infantry units, which is on the waterfront, will be relocated to one of the highest points on the base.
3: Uh, We can't really wall off. Water. Um, So it is uh, refreshing to hear that Camp Lejeune is looking at moving uh, some structures inland.
2: That's Shana Yadvardi of the Union of Concerned Scientists. She was co-author of a report in 2016 underlining the threats climate change poses to several bases, including Lejeune. Yadvardi said it was heartening when Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin called climate change an existential threat to US national security, signaling a new level of seriousness in the Pentagon about climate issues. Experts have long warned that many coastal military bases are vulnerable to the sea level rise and increasingly numerous and more powerful storms triggered by climate change. A Center for Climate and Security report issued just months before the storm hit Lejeune had highlighted risks there. Among other things, it recommended significant upgrades to the base's utilities to make them less vulnerable to storms and flooding. Diego said those are among the improvements now planned.
1: And that was Jay Price reporting from Camp Lejeune. This story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.